Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> but it's so interesting. Well, you should look it up. That's why you have Google and Wikipedia. Everything there for you at your fingertips. But you're the smart one when I am it comes smart. to this technology. I am smart in general, period. And when it comes I to this technology. I am the smart one. When it comes yes, to this I'm glad we agree on that. You're smarter when it comes to this technology. <laughs> I think I'm smarter about a lot of things. Like what? Pop music. Okay. Um, day jobs <laughs> that involve sitting down and doing math. Oh, I hate you. That, that was a low blow. Okay. That was a real low blow. That was a low blow. And you, you work, you like it. Sure. But I stand up and I'm miserable. Well, I mean, I'm miserable too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can at least like be on your phone and be miserable and like, yeah. you know, chat with people and like yeah, check Twitter. Dep- uh, yeah. But it's, it's, I have to sneak into the office and be like, oh, my boss isn't here. My boss isn't here. I can check Twitter <laughs> but really quick. Like, but you can talk to customers and be like, hi, how are you? I don't like- want to talk to customers. How? Oh, <laughs> but you're good at it. I all love you. They come back I and they ask fake for it you. Well. I mean, you're an actor. I am, aren't I? <laughs> you're putting that BFA to good use. Oh, I'm a great actor when it comes to the rest. Ooh, so lately though, this year I have not been. Have I've you just not? Been, uh, I've been like, I've I've just been like matter of fact, just like, hi, how are you? What can I get you to drink? Da 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 da. Thank yeah. you. Bye. <laughs> like I'm very much just like, no. Nope, Has it not. affected your tips or no? No, not at nice. all. I find that the quality of my service does not affect my tips at whatsoever. Really? I find that what affects pe- it? If people are gonna tip badly, they're gonna tip badly. Interesting. Yeah. There's unless like I do something really like over the top nice for them. Sometimes mm. they're like, oh, I'm gonna tip more and everything. Right. But I find that people are pretty. There, my service could be excellent and they tip nothing, right. or my service could be honestly quite terrible <laughs> and they and they still tip like twenty percent. I was so. gonna say I don't think I unless someone's like actively horrible, I don't change my, I'm always like, 20%. yeah, you're just like, like yeah, sure. They is. did it. They did Congrats. it. And like, you know, they got to live too. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure they worked hard in other arenas. So sure. Have you ever been to meals with people either on a date or just friendship settings and then they tip and you see what they tip and you're like, absolutely. I not. have not. No, oh, I, I've never gone on a date with someone who's like actively a bad tip. Right. Yeah. So, but I do find that, um, when a guy is on a date with a girl and he flips the check over, that means he's a bad, uh, tipper. that means he's a bad tipper. So yeah. he's, doing so ladies watch out. Interesting. Yeah. I guess in straight dating, the guy pays, so maybe that's yeah. Because the thing is, we split at least on my first dates. I would split. I'd be like, I don't really know you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I always find that if I'm on a date with someone a little bit younger, then I feel inclined to pay. Oh, that's but, nice. Uh, if I'm on a date with someone older, they feel inclined to pay, I and I'm like, much. sure. <laughs> I am always about let's split it until like I decide I like you, then I will pay for the well. Okay. And then pay for the next. I'm one. very much like. You pay for this one, I pay for the second one, then from here on out we split it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We work backwards. Wow. Everyone's so different. Guys, our lives. We're so unique. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Our names may be the same, but we're very different. We really <laughs> are. Hi everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's another exciting, thrilling week with the Two Gay Mats. Yes. Matt Palmer and Matt Steele. It's the two of us, just the two of us. They're making castles in the sky. Yes, Uh, Will Smith sampled that with his son that's not Jaden in the video. What's the older son's name? I don't know. I remember that video though specifically. That was great. Was it a sample or was it it like the actual song? No, that song is an old song. 
Yeah, I know it's an old song, but like I, I figured he was just doing a cover of it. No, no, no. I mean, he's it's not a rap song. <laughs> like Will Smith is rapping on that song. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't <laughs> think about it much. I always figured like, oh, this is Will Smith's cover of an old song. No, I mean, okay. I, I mean, he did write some of it. He wrote the verses that were like. Yeah, but it's also called just the two of us, right? It is, but you, even though it's still a different song, it's still a sample. Okay, <laughs> like, you know, a cover would be right, the exact that lyrics, melody. That it was kind a cute music video. I remember they were it like was. they were like in a studio, but playing with sand or something. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna. What do you guess the child's name is? Oh God, I don't know what. I'm gonna guess this kid's Jason. Name is. Jason yeah. Smith. Jason. What are you guessing? I'm guessing. Uh, 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 Jason. Who? Wh- why do you, you say? Uh, Jason? You have one second to think uh, of his name. Uh, 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 Carter. <laughs> Trey. Why would his name be it's Carter? It's definitely not Carter. There are no black Carters. I know. I was, <laughs> That's not a name of a black person. I know. Well, now That's we know. Literally the whitest name imaginable. <laughs> like I cringed when I said it out I loud. I know. You knew it was wrong, but you said it, and that's good. I don't know why I thought of it. Well, you know, you had to go for something. We were in the middle of a game. This is how Matt Steele plays games, by oh, the way. Oh, absolutely. I'm an actor. I go big with my improv. Always. It's a big swing. Uh, <laughs> so, how are you, Matt Steele? How's your week my been? It's been pretty good. I'm trying to think what I did. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. I know. I love that for me. In a post uh, Big Brother world. In a post Big Brother world. Guys, we also, um, in the email, my heart section, we got an email from Angela who told us that she went to school, high school, with Nicole from Big Brother. So, Angela, <laughs> I'm going to need you to reach out to me and give me all those details. I mean, she gave us some details that she was nice or whatever. She and wasn't she in the was same the grade, salutis- I don't think. the salutatorian and, yeah. gave, and gave a great speech. Those she, are, those are she's a queen. good details. Yeah, but Angela, I want more details. Like what? Like what she wore I don't know. What did, what did she smell like? Okay, that's weird. Don't tell <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think a post Big Brother life has a lot more time for you. I saw you hanging out with Matt Bridges and Fernando. I was. We went, we went down the shore. Oh. We, we went to Santa Monica Pier well, hanging out. I mean, it's the beach. It's We okay. went down the shore. Okay, well. Yeah. The beach. Wow, someone's judging <laughs> I'm not, I'm my culture. <laughs> I'm not judging your culture. In I'm Jersey, just we call it going down the yeah, shore. Yeah, but we're not in Jersey. Yeah, but I am always in Jersey You're in, in Jersey my heart. heart. I knew it. <laughs> well, I, that looked fun. Was it cold? Uh, not overly. Yeah. It was pretty fine. It was That's pretty, good. Yeah. So I'm trying. Tell me about your week, and then, okay. I'll, and, I'll, and then I'll remember what I did during my week because I honestly don't remember I what mean, I did. It happens. <laughs> um, my week has been very good. My mom has been in town. I know. Uh, How's that? What she's been, been doing? It's been great. Um, so she got here on Thursday, and she always wants to go to all the museums. So we have been to uh, the Getty Villa. Mm-hmm. We also have been to the California African American uh, Museum, which okay. was very cool, which I had not been to. We're going to the Getty today after we record this and film a video. Um, and I think we went to all another one the broad the broad yes of yeah. course and the, the broad was fun. very cool and did you um, do the free broad or did you do did you do the pay the free what's the pay there's like you can pay to get like special secret exhibits that i'm all set <laughs> we went to the free broad and it was wonderful and um there was an exhibition by an artist mark bradford i believe his name is he is also a gay black man and he does like mixed media disc- deconstruction artwork of like he would find things in an area like around la and then make a whole giant canvas of it all on top of each other and then just tear things off and it was like very cool okay and he was like the main exhibition my mom had seen him on 2020 or 60 minutes or something Thing and you know we love we love 2020 or 60 minutes <laughs> whatever I don't, <laughs> I don't think 2020 airs anymore oh well wasn't that 
I just imagine. I mean, I don't watch a lot of network television if I'm not watching This Is Us, which, by the way, was much better this week, much more focused on the characters we know and Good. love. Or know and hate, but at least know, <laughs> which I appreciated. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I have had that this weekend. And um, what else has been going on this past week? I don't think anything too crazy for me either. Oh, uh, well, we're moving. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that was our week, guys. That was our week. We got, all right, we knew that our apartment building had been sold, but we were like, oh, I bet the rent's going to go up a little bit. What can you do? <laughs> and I get this phone call on like, when was it? Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday. Yes. I'm on my way. I get a text from the guy being like, hey, we just want to talk to you about the building and like what's happening. Yeah, I'm like, your new owner. Hello. Exactly. And so I give him a call. He's like, okay, well, I'm not the new owner, but I am just representing the people who bought this uh, this building. And, and you were probably just like, shit. And I was just like, okay. And he was like, you need to move out by February. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, we guess they're like renovating everything. Yes. And probably because they're sort of, you know, developing our neighborhood a lot. Right. So all the buildings are getting nicer and nicer. Yes. And our building's kind of not the nicest. No, no shade. No, we it's a lovely little building. But it's, it could get nicer. And so I think they're going to, because it's a very good part of town. And so I think they're going to make it very nice and then up the rent by a whole lot. Of course. Yeah. And in order to do that, they have to kick everyone out. <laughs> exactly. Kick all the middling people out. Exactly. So since we're middling and getting kicked out, luckily we're getting a little bit of. Kashish. Don't tell the audience. I mean, yes, we don't want to get robbed, but I don't think they know our address. So, okay. it's, I mean, it's not that much. And we also haven't gotten it yet. So, you'd get like paintings on the wall if you want that. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, it will not be our address for much longer. Exactly. So. Um, but honestly, I had a bit of a breakdown about this apartment a few months ago because I was in the mood for cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the mood for cinnamon rolls. I put them in the oven and midway through the making. And the thing is, our oven's been garbage for a long time. Midway through making the cinnamon rolls, the oven just turned off. And I was like, we're moving. I get a text message in the morning just like, how would you feel about moving? I'm looking at these apartments. Da, 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 da. I can't live I here can't. anymore with this oven that is broken. And I was like, oh, my God. Floors are garbage. Like, I need hardwood. The or floors least, aren't garbage. I hate the, the floors. floors. The floors just have carpet the on them. But no, it's like, they're gross, thin outdoor carpet. It's it's like it's like office carpet. Like yeah, it's disgusting. Carpeting. It's not even like comfy. Car- it's gross. The <laughs> carpets are bad. The uh, I just I just can't live here. I can't live with that oven. I need a dishwasher because I just can't not have a dishwasher yes, anymore. Ha- not having a dishwasher is hard. <sighs> and <laughs> I I mean we've been looking online and there are a few places that yeah, like are really stealing my heart. But yeah, no. But a couple after that apartment scare with the yes. oven, we had soon we had since gotten a new oven and we were like, okay, this is fine. We got a and new it works. Oven. It works. We can stay here. Matt yes. Palmer's no longer freaking out. And that. <laughs> Fast forward a couple months later, we have to leave. We have anyways, to leave, but so. at least I'm glad we didn't leave before because we wouldn't have gotten that money. I mean, yay. it all worked out. So now we're in the market for a new apartment. So if you are in the West LA area and you know <laughs> a place that would give us a good deal with great floors and a dishwasher and a great oven that works, yeah. let us know. Send us an email at twogaymats at gmail.com. We'll listen. We're looking for anything. We're going to find a new place. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. We're going to document our move. Talk uh, to all of you. Oh, I didn't that news to me. Well, I mean, document it in the sense like this is a funny story that happened okay all right watch us fight (laughs) remember that one video where we got into an actual fight about the moving that was great that was wonderful actually but it was the only i think it's the only time we've gotten into a real fight on camera amazing amazing I, you, were, you were just so angry all of a sudden. I was like, okay, calm down. Well, you were like, well, I mean, I don't need you haul I can fit everything in my car. 
And you were like, right. fucking bitch, we're, we're getting, getting a U-Haul. We like, have oh, a lot okay. of stuff. We have things. And then, yeah, we did need the We U-Haul. did need the U-Haul. You were right about that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm right about a lot of things. Some people would say. Um, okay, news for idiots. I also feel his light. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that and that's what I'm going to say every week. Because I feel like the news cycle is getting taken up with whistleblowers and, you know, Trump impeachment inquiries. And you know what? I'm all for we it. We love it. We love it. I'm happy about it. And I'm excited about this whistleblower number two we're getting. So, can't wait. Um, first thing. The weekend box office. Surprise to no one, Joker makes $93.5 million. Okay, Joker. That was actually kind of surprising to me. Because <laughs> I felt like people, I mean, maybe I was wrong, but I felt like people were a little scared to go to the movie theater to see this film. Yeah, they had to like cancel showings and yes, everything. they canceled showings, I believe, in New York and LA mm-hmm. at points. Because there were threats that someone was going to shoot up the place. Exactly, which is like, well, I can wait till it's on. Actually, I don't ever need to see this. <laughs> but if I were to see it, I could see it at home. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm just like, I'm going to see it on a weekday yeah. during the day when no one is there. Right. Not when it's going to be a massive crowd of no. people. And that's honestly when the best time to see movies anyway, but... But it's also yeah. like, how sad is it that this is the times that we're living in? That I we have know to that we're afraid to go to the movie theater. It's, ugh, it's disgusting, but apparently it's not too bad for um, the director. Who directed this movie? Do we know? Oh, I, for- oh, I forget his It name. was some guy who was pissed. Todd that- Phillips? Something like I that. I think maybe Todd Phillips. Yeah, okay. Was he the guy who... Um, he directed The Hangover. Um, he- yes, and he was the one that when asked, like, why don't you do comedy anymore? And he's like, oh, uh, you try can't not do to comedy do comedy now, because, like, everyone gets pissed at you for not being PC. And, like, it's as... Like, comedies are doing fine. Exactly. <laughs> if you can be smart and comedic, then you're doing great, uh, but... Unfortunately, things like Dave Holmes pointed out in the first Hangover, paging Doctor Faggot, which was the like huge hilarious moment in the first act. Oh, two thousand nine uh, was such a time. I know, and the thing is, it feels like so recent, but it was so long ago. It really was. <laughs> like that is just not acceptable, and it wasn't really acceptable then. But we all, it was a different time. We didn't. Yeah, know. but you know, y'all laughed. And I, I, I don't know that I did see that. I must have seen. The I hangover. saw the first Hangover. I think I saw it. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's fine. You know. But I thought the the most attractive guy was on the roof the whole time, and that was upsetting. Too. Oh him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was cute. He ended up being on uh, the new Normal, right? Yeah. I think he was one of the gays with yeah. uh, the gay guy with Andrew Reynolds. Straight in, in real life. Yes, I, I remember that. looking that up and being disappointed. Yeah, but especially because in the movie you're kind of just like, eh. <laughs> like in the Hangover. Uh, in the Hangover, I was kind of like, is he? Is he, is he, is he actor gay? Like, I kind of think he's cute. I know. He has, like, a wife and child or Zach something. Zach Galifianakis came into my restaurant a couple days oh, ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. His movie just came out on Netflix. Yes, I hear it's really fun. I hear it's great. And uh, I have a friend of a friend. Uh, my friend Janie has a friend named Reka, and I've met Reka several times. She's in the movie. And so I'm very proud of her and excited for her. But we're not that close that I could, like, text her. And All right, Reka. Shout out to Reka. Right, but shout out to Reka. We love her. She is uh, a college humor person as well. She is on the cast. So she's oh, cool. doing great. Well, I am. I'm excited to see Joker. I. It's very. Div- it seems very divisive in terms really? of like, like some people who are movie fans are just like I hated it. I right. hated it. I hated. It. And some people are like, Oh my god, it's a masterpiece. Okay. So I'm kind of just like, Okay, that means it makes strong choices. It's currently in the top ten ratings, like top ten movies of all time. What on IMDb? Yes. So that'll go down. Of like it's whenever like a big movie like this sort of comes out that's very broy and the bros right. sort of love it. They always rush to give it high ratings and it pops up in the top ten and then right. it falls gradually. Of course. Um, but so I'm very interested. Yeah. Apparently big choices are made. I, I know there's a scene apparently where a bunch of guys beat up Joaquin Phoenix while singing the entirety of Send in the Clowns. No. <laughs> and it's kind of just like I read something online that was just like this is where you have to suspend dis- like your disbelief. Yes. You know, dis- suspend your belief because um, 
who, what straight guy knows all the verses <laughs> to Stephen Sondheim's "Send in"? How the long clowns? is that song? How long is this going on? I mean, it's a, it's an average length song. Okay, I would right. say like a three minute song, okay. but like it's a it's a song that no straight man knows all the words. I don't know all the words. There's literally a joke in Golden Girls where Sophia guesses that a guy is gay because she was like, "I was listening to him in the shower, and he's the only man I've ever." Heard who knew all the words to send in the clowns like well so, and was she wrong she wasn't wrong well, there you go so I'm, I'm all about a full show tune used uh, in a movie right um, well speaking of films I did see Judy this week oh yeah yes we're gonna talk about it on our uh, main channel <laughs> but someone may have overhyped it okay Matt, pa- Matt Palmer came home and he was just like nothing happened and I was like go to bed. <laughs> I don't think it was bad. I think Renee Zellweger did a good job, and like from, and I was interested to learn more about Judy. Plot driven, it is not. Of course, it's a character study. I just assumed there would have beats and a Girl, story. Uh, there were beats everywhere. Were there? There were. We'll talk about it on our. We will, show. but I just feel like some of don't run to the theater because Matt Steele told run you to. Run to the theater, no, guys. Maybe wait a minute. It's gonna be fine. Um, this is the second story just because I think it's so funny when like old white men have like feuds and I really am excited <laughs> about it. So apparently Henry Winkler was on uh, Watch What Happens Live with um, Dan Rather and also Nicole from Nicole Big Brother from Big at Big the Brother. bar. <laughs> but some at some point during the show, he was asked about um, his fe- supposed feud with Tom Hanks that was sparked during the filming of Turner and Hooch, what? which uh, I didn't even know that was a movie. Didn't know there was a supposed didn't know Turner and Hooch was a movie. No, never heard yeah. of it. About a guy and his dog. Oh, yes. And, um, well, Winkler explained that after he was directing the film for only 13 days, he was fired. He basically was brought into some executive's office. The executive was like, did you bring all of your stuff with you? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, good, you're no longer needed. Well, I had no idea, A, Henry Winkler directed anything. <laughs> right. And B, let alone directed Turner and Hooch. And C, oh, was fired. Was fired. He got fired 13 days after. And so uh, Andy Cohen asks, is it true that you and Tom Hanks had a feud? And in a very... Uh, Mariah Carey-esque response Henry Winkler said that he loved working with the true star of the film the dog he and the dog got along (gasps) great great with that dog love that dog I need to see this I'm telling you it is hilarious I was listening to it on the podcast version it's just like I need to get them both in our room. This I need is them. Th- that is brilliant shade. Think that of, is it's brilliant shade A and B. It's like think of two more like likable old white men than Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks and, and Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. They're literal saints. Yes, but they're Mariah and J Lo. Oh <laughs> my god, it. I love it. Oh my god. Which, by the way, a little unrelated. I had a dream last night that I was in charge of the Oscars, <laughs> <laughs> and that but somehow I was obviously corresponding with Mariah's team. I wanted her to be a presenter, and then it came out that she was going. To be presenting the Best Supporting Actress Award or whatever, and it's like JLo was a nominee. Iconic. And she was like, how dare you do this to me, Matt? And I was like, no, no, I didn't realize this is what it was for. I didn't approve this, and also, she's gonna lose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll just be giving it to someone else. Anyway, but anyways. Wow, that's a great dream. I, was my, I, mean, I love that my dreams are shady. Like, what in the world? <laughs> but yes, Henry Winkler versus Tom Hanks. Latest celebrity. I feud. need to know everything. I, know. I need the next few. You know what? It was when Tom Hanks was very young and like very much like a hot thing. So maybe there was a time period where Tom Hanks had a little bit of like a like an attitude. Not, not that I'm like taking sides or anything, but like it sounds like you. But are. like it maybe like because I remember uh, uh, I heard a story of uh, who's the woman from The Good Wife. 
um, Oof. Julianne Wrigley's. Julianne Wrigley's. And um, apparently she was Julia Roberts' like waitress mm. at one point in like the 80s, like late 80s, early 90s or yeah. whatever. And apparently she met Julia Roberts and was like, oh, I was your like waitress once yeah. in this era of time. And Julia Roberts apparently was just like, oh, God. How was I to you? <laughs> was I horrible? And, 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 like, was I horrible? And Julian Margulies, and Julian Margulies was just like, you were pretty terrible. Oh, yeah. Was she really? apparently? And, and Julia wow. Roberts was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was so young, and like, I was like, a fresh, like, new celebrity, and, right? And so I had such an ego, and I'm so so sorry. So like, <laughs> maybe there was a time period where like Tom Hanks, I guess like. So. Was maybe a little bit of a oh my diva. Gosh. If when Devos come out, comes out, are you going to be like this? Are you going to start being rude to everyone, servers mostly? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for the opposite answer, Without but here we are. <laughs> You're going to no, be just an kidding. Monster. It's just going to be me, guys. Oh, mm. I'm sure there are some people who worked on Divas who are probably just like, oh, Matt Steele's such a diva. <laughs> when really, I, I, no, I was pretty. Funny. I'm trying to think if people would say I was a diva on. Get- I don't think they'd say I was a diva. I think I was just very much like we need to go <laughs> like we need to like, work let's and do get this, this done this is let's what i fast. Like, like oh no this. this isn't right yes we only have this for so long yes I, this isn't right let's yes. get it right let's i was right. never that was not mean i was it. not i was kind oh of course yeah but i you know i wasn't like i was focused yeah oh, <laughs> we had the, a, a everyone always do. tells me they're just when i'm working on like a set or something they're just like you're very very focused yeah. and i'm just like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like we don't want to waste money we don't waste time yeah like, and it's just like i want to get this right yes like there's a lot right. invested in this yes there let's, is. let's go <laughs> <laughs> all right so miley cyrus is out living her single girl life mm-hmm. and um apparently uh she was somewhere in public with an Australian singer named Cody Simpson, who a long time ago was supposed to be the next Justin Bieber. It never really happened. No shade. We love everyone. But he was supposed to be like, oh, I'm going to be the Jack Johnson version of Justin Bieber. Like, I play guitar and, like, sing songs about the beach and I'm Australian and all this stuff. Love it. Um, But he and Miley apparently have maintained a friendship. And now that Miley Cyrus is single, she was caught making out with Cody Simpson somewhere in public. Someone filmed it. And apparently after that, she got very slut shamed because she so recently separated from Liam Hemsworth. And a girl. Wasn't she dating a girl after Liam? Oh, yeah. She was dating uh, Brody Jenner's ex-wife, Caitlyn, I guess Jenner. Okay. Uh, Not Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, one, one of the people in that crowd. Yes, exactly. Um, so then Miley Cyrus tweeted, um, I know the public feels invested in my past relationship because they felt like they saw it through from the beginning. I think that's why people have always felt so entitled over my life and how I live it because they've watched me grow up, blah, 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 blah. Um, men are rarely slut-shamed. They move on from one beautiful young woman to the next and most times without consequence. They're usually described as legends, heartthrobs, G, ladies, men, when women are being called sluts and whores. She's just trying to, to thrive and have have a hot girl fall. Um, and basically, she talks about how she doesn't want to be a recluse, doesn't want to have to date out of her home because she thinks that's weird and not terribly safe when she's getting to know a new person. And um, yeah, she just, it's, she's saying like, I, she goes on to be like, you know what, I wouldn't trade all the good things in my life to have privacy, but I would just like us to think about how we're talking about this because if I were a man, cue the man by Taylor Swift, <laughs> the conversation would be very different. I think I'm allowed to date and find other people. I also think it's funny how she, 
casually she's talking about dating him and and Cody Simpson's putting her on her on his Instagram story and being like this is my baby and it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> like, our public perceptions of what this relationship is are kind of off so let's have a conversation let's have a about conversation it. guys but um she's like yeah don't be creepy and film me please if you see me making out with a guy in public and I think that's the least we can all do that's legit <laughs> get know? a Miley I feel like if I saw Miley in public I'd be like oh my god and then I'd be like see ya <laughs> I don't know that unless I wanted a selfie I wouldn't I, I just feel like the creeping kind of like taping of celebrities it is, is very, very weird yeah and also like they have eyes they can see you do that like no yes. one is as slick as they think they are they know that. that everyone sees them yes they're and not so dumb. if you like have your phone a little up and you're like pretending to look at yourself they know you're filming <gasps> do you think that beyonce's mom and blue ivy knew that i was taking secret pictures of them at the noodle place yes but i think they were fine with it because you were so far away <laughs> i was so far away they you're weren't so looking away. in my direction yeah though. but they just know i feel like especially tina she's been around i mean blue by this point but they've been around you know i feel like blue's forever. got eyes in the back of her head she does she knows it all oh god everybody has that she's cursing me right now (laughs) i mean how do you feel about uh, miley being slut shamed i think she shouldn't be i think she should make out with whoever she wants to make out with she's a single girl she as long as she doesn't um film any more videos like the (laughs) like the do it video Yes, uh, those are, that's the only thing we would like her not to that's do. That's the only no thing Miley should be shamed for. I mean, hey, I agree with spitting that. Spitting out that glitter liquid. <laughs> um, are you a, a public make-outer or no? Um, not a public make-outer, but yeah. like a public affection person. Okay. I am. Yeah. Like a like a holding hands, a, you know, arm around each other. Yes. And like, and like kiss, a kissing moment. Like yeah, kissing I'd, moment, a, like, I'd do a pack. I wouldn't a do like public a public make-outer. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not it's 19 not anymore <laughs> <laughs> with my first boyfriend. Were you doing that when you were 19? No. Not over, not yeah. really, I would say. Um, but I would be more inclined to do it then than right. I would be now that I'm an old man. And I'm <laughs> just like, no one look at me. I love that after you filmed Devos, you just fully were like, now I am old. Now I am old. <laughs> I am no longer <laughs> high school, guys. Finally out of high school. Yeah, no, I don't think I ever really was into it. I do remember one time I, I had a boyfriend who... Uh, we... <laughs> mm-hmm. He drank a bit. Oh. And so we went, found a bottomless wine place, which like, how is that even a thing in New York? And I remember that I'm still, it's one of those things that I look back on now and I'm so embarrassed about, but I remember being in a cab on the way home and like making out furiously while being driven <laughs> home and I'm just like oh my god what fucking trash boxes he was like these fucking gays <laughs> and I'd earned I'm sure I would have earned it if he thought that the cabs, it like, was a cab driver in New York City they've seen beheadings in the back of cabs <laughs> yes Please. they've seen it all but even still I just look back and I'm like that was not that wasn't the move. I just of feel like course, it's not but the move. You were so young. It was the, young. The, trust me, the cab driver has forgotten all okay. about I you. Gotta, I guess I gotta let her go. Yeah, that's not that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are some embarrassing moments of me with my ex boyfriend when we were, you know, like 19 in New yeah. York City and showing too much affection and yeah. public and everything. You know, it happens. It happens. We've all been yeah. there. You're excited. You're young. You're yes. in love. And you're like, this is the first time this happened. I bet it's the only time it's ever gonna happen. And it's like, oh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, this is the one. He's yeah. the one. And also then, not true. He's not, he guys. He's really not. <laughs> um, uh, I have this up only because I want to rub it in your face. Guess what Taylor Swift performed on SNL? What? Well, she performed Lover at the piano. It was very cool. Uh-huh. Second song was a song she has not performed off of Lover yet. What was it? Was it False God? Yes, it was. <laughs> and she did a great job. Okay, I, I feel like that is a very SNL vibe song. Like a very cool song. It is song. cool. Sure, I'll accept it. You need to... This. Do you think... London Boy is better than False God. No, I I don't. I don't. I genuinely don't think London Boy is better than False God. But 
I don't particularly care to listen to False God. Like I just, it's not, it just doesn't move me that right. much. It's kind of just like, sure. That's this, fine. We did it. There's a saxophone. I'm digging this. I think it's, like, mo- I, I like it. I, it's great. It's, I feel like it's, it's what treacherous wishes it could be, you know? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you need to check on your Jersey Shore friends. No, what happened to Ronnie? I'm Jersey looking at his Shores, picture. He Ronnie looks so was arrested for kidnapping. For so. wait, wait, wait. I know. So there's a, a it's like a like trigger warning domestic violence. So if you want don't want to listen to this, fast forward a bit, but looks like Ron allegedly punched, slapped Jen and then chased her with a knife. I think Jen is his the mother of his child. Okay. Uh, Jen fled the home they were renting in Hollywood all while Ron was carrying their baby in his arms. Jen apparently was running down the street screaming about her baby being kidnapped and ran to a neighbor's house to help. One witness stated a woman came to the door and saw a shirtless man attack her, police said. Ronnie went back to the house when the police arrived. Ronnie refused to come out. Police busted down the door because they knew Ron had a baby and believed the baby was in danger. Ron had to be tased to be subdued, has been released on a $100,000 bail. Jen reportedly told the cops that Ronnie uh, went off the rails after doing coke. Ronnie! I mean, he's got to get off. Like, I mean, Ronnie has always kind of been the more aggressive cast member mm. of, in, in, a, in a very specific way where it's a point that just like oh Ronnie my, got, I mean I feel is, is he problems. on the family reunion show do you know is he on the oh new? I don't know if he is they have to get him off oh like, my god this yeah. is insane and horrible and like we can't be supporting things like this and I just feel like I have never really looked into one because I feel like there have been several stories about Ronnie and I've never looked mm-hmm. into it because I never was a Jersey Shore person but I just can't let something like this go unreported. Like, it's just like, get this guy off our televisions. I, there are people that watch that show. Apparently, it does well. It's been on for several seasons, The Family Vacation. Can't we just focus on Snooki and Wow and the non-problematic Vinny and Polly D, who I guess seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, the situation's out of jail now. Situation's out of jail now. He yeah. served his time. It was and for tax evasion. Tax evasion. So, like, nothing guys, like I'm this. not scared. I just feel like we have such a cast of characters that having Ronnie on as a violent domestic abuser is just unnecessary and yeah. he should just go off and get help on his own time. Yeah, Ron- Ronnie should have a moment for a while um, and Angelina should just never come back. Because <laughs> Angelina, she quit. Get out of here. I don't know if she's on the film reunion show though. Is she? Is she not? I mean, I assume they all don't like her. Really? Oh, she's the one who the first... Like she, she lasted two episodes of Jersey Shore oh, and was well like, then. I'm leaving. And then didn't, wasn't around for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. And then the show was a massive hit. So of course, like season two, she's like, wait, I'm a part of this show too. Did she try to come back? And they were, yeah. And they were, and they were all just like, no, you're not. Go wow, away. That's yeah, too bad. I don't think any of them like Angelina. All right. Well, Ronnie sucks is the news. We hate him. Um. So, okay. Cynthia Arrivo is going to be playing Aretha Franklin in Nat Geo's Genius. Um, so apparently there is a new film or wait season three anthology series genius oh I thought it was a film sorry but apparently Cynthia Arivia is playing Aretha Franklin I also thought that um, Julia uh, Jennifer Hudson was playing Aretha Franklin in a movie did I make that up no uh, Corey told me that okay so maybe that is true Um, the thing about Cynthia Arivo and you can tell me because you probably know more than this than I do I was reading responses to this tweet and apparently as a British British black person she has said negative things about American black people like she has a history of saying bad things I've heard this yes I've looked I've only found a couple of tweets that were very weird like at some point she says like in a ghetto American accent like I got you girl like that kind of thing and like very mocking and like 
I don't know, making herself out to be better than people that are African-American who she seems to keep playing because she just was Harriet and now she's mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin. And it's like, well, bitch, if you hate us so much, why do you keep playing us? Why do you keep <laughs> stealing these roles if you have something so negative to say? And so I need to learn more about what she's tweeted and what she's said because I, I do love her voice. I think she's such a great, great vocalist. Oh, yeah. And I just hate that someone so talented has to be problematic. Can't we have anybody just be well, non-problematic, please? Well, I know she was under fire a little bit with Janelle Monet because they both made a joke on Twitter about uh, this was when the Popeye's chicken sandwich oh, yes. was really big. They both made a joke on Twitter together about uh, putting polling stations at uh, Popeye's right. Uh, and places. it's like, ma'am, you're and, not even American. <laughs> <laughs> but and and so a lot of people were just like, well, no, you're completely disregarding how like the Voting Rights Act was gutted and everything. And right. This is why you know a lot of Black people couldn't vote right. in the 2016 election and yeah. all this stuff and everything. So how do you, this is an inter- sort of an interesting conversation to have. Um, uh, and how do you feel about black British actors constantly being cast as African American, famous African American historical figures? I mean, I personally don't mind if they are respectful of the history and are respectful of African American people now. And I and like because it's like to me, and maybe this is my you know just naivete, but I feel like anti-blackness is global, and we should all be in this together, kind of thing. Yeah. But. I, I, if someone is positioning themselves as perceiving themselves to be better than or higher than uh, because they are British and not African-American black, like I feel like there were a lot of people, there's like a big colorism debate and there's people that are uh, of Latino descent who are like, no, I'm not black, I'm Dominican and that kind of stuff where it seems like you're making yourself out to be better than mm-hmm. just the average American black person. It's like, bitch, I'm American black and I'm fucking amazing. So <laughs> you should really want to be like me. And so that irks me so if that's true that Cynthia Erivo feels that way then yes I would have a problem with it but like the David Oyelowo's of the world I feel like he's never said anything negative like I, not that I've seen about mm-hmm. American black people and so to me it's like yeah if he's the best person for it I don't ha- I don't personally have a problem not that I speak for every black American but mm-hmm. to me if they're respectful and are willing to honor the people that they're portraying and have no never said negative things about the American people that are black then I don't have a problem with it okay but, and I also love her voice, so girl, please get yourself together and apologize, and don't be problematic, because I want to love you. I really, I remember listening to her, um, she did like a last five years performance, mm-hmm. and I was so in love with her voice and what she does with it, and it's, I would hate to have to not listen to you, because she's trash, so don't be trash, Cynthia. <laughs> Let me love you. I'm excited. I, everyone who's seen Harriet now uh, says that she's excellent in yeah. it, so, so I'm excited to see it. Right. I know it was a role that Viola Davis wanted, Oh, um, so a lot of Why didn't she like, get why, why didn't why wasn't Viola Davis Harriet Tubman? It is picture, surprising. Uh, done and why was it Cynthia Revo? So it's kind of especially because Harriet. I feel I I don't know how old she was right. in sort of the um the 1860s when and 1850s when the underground she was working in, with the Underground Railroad. Right. I, I don't know. Right. I know Harriet Tubman lived to be really old. Did she really? She, I think she lived to be like 90s. Oh, queen. Yeah. So um, but uh, so I wonder which one between the two is more age appropriate. Right. Cynthia Rio or Viola right. Davis. I don't know. Right. But, um, yeah. I wonder why that didn't happen. Uh, I only pulled this story because it's about some boy that you had a crush on or have a crush on. Apparently, Devin Sawa is in a feud with Winnipeg, Canada. Wait. <laughs> Which, <laughs> wait. Devin Sawa? Who's Winnipeg, Canada? And 
I never had a crush on Devin. Sewell. Oh, I thought you did. Then no, who was the who was the like? I mean, Devin. I mean, sure, but like, was I, like, I was never like a Devin. Who was Sala. the guy in Lord of the Rings that you liked? Sean Astin. Oh, I thought of them as the same person. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, Sorry. Sean Astin's my. Who liked man. Devin Sawa then? I don't know. Oh, okay. I well, mean, like Devin Sawa was cute, but like oh, you know, no, I, was I, I wasn't Sean Astin. Oh, oh. well, okay. he he also tweeted that the Earth was flat. Okay, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's not too much other news. Only things that only I care about. Tyler Cameron, apparently, and Gigi Hadid have broken up. I Tyler, have no idea who Tyler Cameron Tyler is. Tyler Cameron is Tyler C. from The Bachelorette. Oh, the one that you like. Okay. Yes, and he's, you know, a king. And he's wonderful. And apparently, he and Gigi have broken up. And uh, it's sad news, but I'm sure he's going to do great in his life. He just was featured in GQ. And it's like, are you going to be just like an actual celebrity off of The Bachelorette? Like, who does that? How the did you do it? The answer is no. I mean, he might be. He's one of the most. I think he's the most famous contestant at this point. I mean, that's yeah. And and Nicole's the most famous contestant on Big Brother. This, do not <laughs> compare. Not do not compare. They're not famous. Are you serious? Tyler almost has two million Instagram followers. Okay. How many Instagram followers does Nicole have? She just got an Instagram, so, so she's eight. still building. She's still building. Please her audience. do not compare the audience of Tyler C <laughs> to Nicole. We love Nicole. She's likable. Whatever. I think we're going to be hear about, hearing about Tyler Cameron for a long time. Okay. All well, right. when he's a guest on the podcast, I'll apologize. I, you will. Personally. You will. Because I'm Team Tyler. So Hannah B is also doing great on Dancing with the Stars. So I'm glad they're both <laughs> living their great lives separately. And hey, maybe they'll get back together now that he's single. I, I don't think they should. But whatever. <laughs> I have lots of feelings about this. Uh, Martin Scorsese doesn't think Marvel movies are cinema. <laughs> <laughs> In other news. This was the fight of the week, guys. I loved every second of it. I love just watching men tear each other down. I know. I love that we're just loving on the men feuds this week. But I feel like there's so much focus on women feuding. And it's like, all these white dudes are feuding, too. Oh, they're just screaming at each other. I love it. And Martin Scorsese says, although he's tried to watch them, he doesn't think the Marvel movies are cinema. I don't see them. I tried, you know. But that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can uh, think of them as well-made as they are with the actors doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. Uh, it isn't the cinema <laughs> of human beings trying to convey emotional psychological experience to another human being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. I, I like it's it's and everyone is just like the Marvel heads are They're just so mad. going nuts. And it's kind of just like, guys. You're not victims here. Like, right. guys, I know you all want to keep that sort of like, we're nerds mentality and everything, but you're literally running the movie industry. Absolutely. You, Marvel movies consist of one third of all profits in movie Is theaters. Is that true? Yes. Oh you guys are just swallowing the movie theaters whole, the industry whole. <laughs> you are going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. And everyone's just like, let people like what they like, let people like what they like. But it's also kind of like, let people not like what they don't right. like. Right. Like, who, cares what Martin like yeah exactly like why are we so concerned with that more what Martin Scorsese thinks have I ever seen the Martin Scorsese movie do we think uh I would I oh that was my phone oh, was, was it yours that. um I would imagine you have you name some of their movies uh Goodfellas no. Raging Bull no uh The Wolf of Wall Street no. the, the Departed no um maybe uh, not uh he did <laughs> why some reason Shutter Island's come to mind <laughs> uh no. Hugo no um, Wait, what's Hugo? Hugo is the one uh, with uh, the little boy and lives in the train station. No. Uh, <laughs> um, casino. No. Yeah, you know. The, as, all right. Well, okay. clearly, I, of all of the movies that are being discussed in this conversation, I have seen Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I liked it. Well, my thing with Martin Scorsese with that comment is it's kind of just like, I understand what he's saying because mm-hmm. 
to him, cinema is very much a director's medium. Mm. The director controls every single solitary thing, and and so much of it depends on the director. I understand the theme park line is kind of like a low blow, but like I understand what he's saying because it's like when you direct one of these Marvel movies. You know, and they do have great directors like attached, like Ryan Coogler directed uh, Black Panther and everything. But when you direct one of these Marvel movies, you don't have as much say. You have to play in their world. You you are every single inch of that movie is not dictated for you, but like it has to pass through a lot of people and get approved by a lot of people. You don't have full control as a director as you do with other movies that aren't huge franchises like Marvel DC or Disney or something like that. So, so I understand what he's saying in the sense that just like I, I could see him liking movies where they really are a director's full vision and the the director does everything they want to do. So I, I fully understand, um, what Martin Scorsese saying. I also, I just love watching everyone. I mean, don't we all like watching people just play the victim? Like, Oh my (laughs) poor Marvel movies. You don't respect them. It's just like, shut Shut up. up. Like you're making all of the money. It's fine. Absolutely fine. And also what a lot of people are saying, Oh, I don't like his absolutism when he's just like, Oh, this isn't cinema and everything. Because that's an opinion, and and he should say that like that's just his opinion, and it kind of just brings me back to sometimes we get comments on our videos if we say something like oh this song sucks or like this isn't a real song like this you know when we uh, sort of speak hyperbolically I mm. guess um, if you have to be warned beforehand that an opinion is an opinion right. like maybe the internet's not for you <laughs> like of course it's right. an opinion it's like the things we, that I say that aren't like straight facts from Wikipedia are opinions yes like, it's, it's like, that's like how language works yeah we we learn what opinions are between like we learn how to differentiate them between facts in like second grade right. or third grade or whatever so like not every comment you make has to be like now this is just my opinion but no. like I didn't like it it's yeah. just like no that's this, this sucks <laughs> and of course that's an opinion but like I'm just gonna say right. it factually because I'm being dramatic yeah <laughs> and you can tell what's subjective and what's not and like get over yourselves yeah. um I have no dog in this fight I would see a Black Panther 2 uh and I don't plan to see on seeing any Martin Scorsese movies, but you know, you know, keep fighting girls. I mean, you're have not fun. See, you're not going to see the Irishman, which is apparently three hours long. No. But a masterpiece. Well, I'll have to know about it. You can tell me all about it. I absolutely won't see it. I'm going to see it. I mean, I hope you have a day to spare. I mean, I'm going to do what I did when I saw uh, the 25th anniversary of Schindler's list a couple months, like back in last year. Um, I, I bought the Bavarian legend, which is a pound and a half pretzel, oh my soft God. pretzel and ate the entire thing for those three hours. Hours. Hey. That's what you have to do for a three-hour movie. Just buy a the Bavarian Legend at AMC. <laughs> That'll make it through. You'll make it through. That's Bavarian how you make Legend. it through Holocaust movies, guys. Ooh, that did you? I mean, that seems so devastating. It was it yeah. was a devastating experience, but you know what? I had my giant pound and a half soft pretzel <laughs> to so get you can me eat through. your feelings. Yeah. With so that. I am excited to see the Irishman just because so I can have a Bavarian Legend again. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody's got their something. Um. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, giving you moments, darling, and email my heart. Oh, I didn't know who which one of us is going to start. You start. Well, okay. Well, okay. welcome back. <laughs> Spoiler, we're back. Um, and now we're back to Matt Steele's favorite section of the show, which is... Email my heart yes. and say our love will never die. 
That's the line, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. What's okay. email my heart about? Email my heart is where you can email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. And you can ask us questions. Yay. Um, and we will answer two of them on the <laughs> podcast. And truly nothing makes me happier than receiving a Two Game Mats podcast email. So please keep sending I know. We, we keep getting more and more every I single love week. It. And it's I so sad because it. I'm just like, oh, I want to answer all of these. Because I, I want to give everyone a shout out. But oh, guys. <laughs> it's hard. Hard being us. Um, but shout out to Mark who uh, uh, gave us like a bunch of links of yeah. things that we should watch. So we are going to click on them and watch and them. And also, Mark, you asked um, what underrated R&B artists. I completely agree with you on Tamia. She should have had more hits. I uh, really love... Um, What's the song I always sing to you when we're for some reason we're going to Fernando's house? I sing it. Oh, uh, uh, Stranger in My House. Stranger in My House. Oh, what classic. an iconic piece of music. Into you, of course. So many great songs from Tamia. I also felt like Deborah Cox should have had more. We all know nobody's supposed to be here. And I remember she did have a follow up like medium hit in um, We Can't Be Friends, which featured RL from Next. Uh, just two artists that if you haven't listened to them, you should check out. Oh, and also Eric Benet. I was listening to Spend My Life with You with Tamia the other day, and I was like. Ugh. Love. Okay, but what about the genius that you introduced me to, Jamelia? Oh, Jamelia. I of love Jamelia. Absolutely. Mm. 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 There's so much on that That's first great. Jamelia album. There's honestly on both of those Jamelia albums, the first two. Excellent, excellent. Superstar <laughs> was a huge hit when I was in uh, Europe for like a chorus trip or something. And so I got very into Jamelia back then. We all love Jamelia. And guys. Craig David, of course. <laughs> Craig um, David forever. And we also got a quick email from Angela, who was a Doomsday Diaries fan. Wow. Um, who talked about, the, the main part of our email was was talking about Nicole. And I was like, oh, no, Angela. Um, <laughs> Angela also asked, like, are, are we ever going to do meetups? And if so, are we going to go to New York? Or if they're going to be in L.A.? Um, we do not have any meetups planned. We don't have any plans. But, but hey, hey, you guys tell us. If you guys want us to have a meetup in L.A. mostly, but also if New York, if you have enough people. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in that, that's something we could do. Or even, like, a live my my dream would be like a live podcast or live like I mean that would be video so much event thing. Yeah. So LA people first tell us if you would go to that. Tell us if you're interested in or in the area and I would we would love to do one. I yeah. just we just haven't really put it together. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't totally. know if have, there are enough we don't, people we don't watching really, or listening. I know. But so so best way to do that is to share our videos. Share our and videos tell and all just, your friends about and us. email us that you would come and we'll be like, you said you'd come. <laughs> 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 It'll be great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be there with like three people. And and like, like, oh we got seven emails. I don't know where the other four people went. <laughs> but we're mad at that we're telling them on the podcast. Uh, okay, we got another email from we got an email from Lana, but we already answered a Lana question. But we love you we and love thank you, you for emailing. Um, uh uh, so how about Lucia? We've never uh, answered a question from Lucia before. Okay. Uh, Lucia uh, is saying, loving all the talk about Little Shop of Horrors, the off-Broadway production, the Pasadena production, and she's currently assistant musical directing a professional production in D.C. opening wow. in just two weeks. Break That's a leg, so Lucia, and everyone in that production of Little Shop of Horrors. Um, she's been working on the show, and she says it's becoming increasingly apparent that the character of Oren, the dentist, is problematic, even though his big song, which is hilarious, uh, uh, doesn't cover the shadow that he casts on the show as it is being produced in this current era of hashtag me too. For Palmer, Oren is the boyfriend of the character of Audrey and he's a semi-sadist who pushes her around and physically abuses her in public. Um, but then he's murdered and fed to a plant. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Um, but her question is, uh, with all the musicals being revived and remade, Gypsy, West Side Story, etc., do you think that Hollywood should be using this opportunity to change the story in order to make it more culturally appropriate for how we've grown as a society, or is that betraying the story? And I think this is a very interesting question. It is, absolutely. Um, and and just to touch on the character of Oren, I don't 
really see him as being that problematic. I mean, him as a character, he's obviously a villain. Yeah. Um, Do you see him being abusive in the film or in the show? Uh, like physically abusive to not, Audrey? No, it's more implied. Okay. I mean, I it depends on how it's directed. I'm mm. sure. I think there are some moments where you, she like comes in and she has like a black eye. Mm. She has a like a broken arm, like her mm. arm in a cast. Um, uh, he he's like, do you have the handcuffs? And she's like, they're in my purse. Like and like stuff like that. And I there is it are played for laughs or is it just like, oh, no, this is what's happening. It's played for. It's hard to describe. It's it's because it's a dark comedy okay. and it's like a spoof off of like the Hollywood, the B rate Hollywood movies, mm-hmm. like horror movies and everything. So it's his character is played for comedy. But when it comes to the abuse stuff, it is more dramatic. Oh, OK. Um, and um, so I don't know. He he is portrayed as a villain right. and he gets murdered right. he, he, like he gets his uh what to do him um but i don't know i uh, i uh, his sadism his semi sadism is played for laughs yeah. like in the fact he sings a song about how he loves causing other people's pain that's why he's a dentist like mm. but also like murdering people trapping them up and feeding them to plants is also played for laughs right. you know so so i don't know but but when it comes to that question i would say this is where having a great director comes in handy. Mm. Um, and of course, every situation is different. There are some shows or moments in shows where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe let's cut out that line or let's maybe not produce this show right. anymore. Um, but for most shows, I think if you get a smart director who knows how to handle it well, um, it can be done in a way that sheds more light upon something. Mm. Um, like, for for God's sake... Why have we not gotten like a huge professional production of Carousel directed by a woman? Like why in like it's all about uh, like there are parts about domestic abuse and toxic masculinity in right. Carousel, but it's always directed by men. Why not have and people some people criticize the show for not shedding enough light on the female character, Julie. So mm. if the show was directed by a woman, I feel like you would get such a different, more complex, interesting perspective right. that sort of solves that problem. Um, but you know, so I, I think it really depends on the show. Yeah. And it depends on the instance. Also the Mm -hmm. way that you described the little shop of horrors thing didn't sound so bad. Like to me, it felt like, okay, this person is problematic, but he dies. Like, it's like he's played as the villain. He ends up getting fed to a plant. Like no one's like pro this guy. Like you don't walk out and think this is okay. It's, it's different when you see musicals where like the hero will do something or like be like hitting on an underage girl or just things that are like, okay, that we need to change. Yeah. But this whole storyline, it has this, it would have the same messaging today. And I mean, even though it's things that are coming up in the lexicon and saying, oh, we don't want to see abuse and things like that. They're not showing it, which I think is good. And then also, even though it's not something obviously that you want to glorify, it's also something that still happens. And so uh, not talking about it, I don't think is the solution. I think it's portraying it as like, oh yeah, this guy's really fucking awful and this is unacceptable and like, let's feed him to a plant. And a lot of times like these problematic flaws are the flaws of the character. Right. Like Billy Bigelow has an anger issue. Like the the king and the king and I has Mm. is obviously like closed minded. He, you know, so it's, so I, if they're portrayed as flaws, that's one thing. If it's like the hero is doing something that like nowadays, like oh, don't do that. Like if we're going around like slapping secretaries' butts and stuff, yeah. it's like no, 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 no. Yeah, it's that's like I, 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 I genuinely don't like it when things are hugely rewritten, especially for 
reasons that mm. aren't problematic, like the whole like J Lo bye bye birdie <laughs> fiasco, which was just like J Lo. Is that like, still happening? No, okay. thank God, because it was it was just like I don't like that the character's a secretary, so we're gonna change the entire plot of Bye Bye Birdie, and it's like you didn't what like women women are a secretary, right, <laughs> like, that's okay. Like, they were they were secretaries, especially back then, right. you know. So so um yeah, it depends on the show, and it depends on the next show. question. Next question. <laughs> Um, this one is for, oh, this is, this is from, uh, uh, Doni. Matt Palmer was like, you need to answer this, yes, ask this question. Uh, so Doni says, Hey y'all, I have to know what Matt Palmer open to steal. Of course, kissy face thinks about Stacey Arrigo and her self-titled album. Since it was Christian pop, it was one of the few things I could listen to while living in with my Pentecostal cousins. I revisited the album recently. I've just been living for the nostalgia, the uh, subject of the email is for the nostalgia darling which I love <laughs> um, loves to show the podcast uh, Mariah albums as boyfriends video was the first one Donnie watched and has been hooked ever since we love you Donnie Donnie you are my people. <laughs> the amount of days I've spent trying to get anyone to talk to me about Stacey Orico, <laughs> I can count on more than one hand. That's is what I'll say. That album is absolutely excellent. I remember first hearing Stuck on TRL and being like, who is this girl? She can sing her face off. I love her mole. I love the song. I just was in. And then, of course, there's got to be more to life, which I think, even though I at the time I feel like was less popular, has become her most enduring classic. I feel like people reference there's got to be more to life. If I look at her Spotify right now. It is the number one song on her Spotify, so the number one song Stacey Arrico fans are listening to these Sing days. Sing the song to me. There's gotta be more to life than chasing down every temporary high. You said it's okay, gotta okay. be. Yes. I, I recognize that. Okay, that's, good. That's definitely a melody that you would like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a Matt Palmer melody it if I've ever heard it one. It jumps, it goes down. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love a rangy melody, and she's got it. I love, love, love that song. I also think other highlights from this album are are, uh, I promise, I promise I will. And hesitation is great. And also strong enough, which is her piano ballad. It's like her vanishing, like I will be Christina moment. And it's just like, you better sing. I think that album is nostalgic and wonderful, but I also think it holds up vocally. It's just like, you can't, you can't ignore her. Like she has it. Okay, she deserves Stacey. more. She, I think I must have mentioned her on one of our underrated albums videos because maybe in like the, the huge list of huge albums that I found. Yeah, that was a pain in the ass to edit. I bet. But man, we should do that it, again. It looks great. <laughs> that was a good video. We should do a part two. Um, but yes, I love, love, love Stacey Rico. She deserved more from all of us, and we should all be ashamed of ourselves that she's not a megastar right now. Okay, guys. All right. You heard it here. Those are my feelings. All right, Matt Steele. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, besides that segment, which was your favorite. <laughs> for my favorite segment. Giving you moments, darling, where we talk about what this week has kept us alive, kept us going, giving us life. And Matt Steele, what this week has given you moments? Guys, this is so pathetic. I'm excited. But I love apartment shopping. <laughs> like, I, you know, we told you we were moving we and everything, are. looking for new apartments. And yes. there is nothing I love more than going online, looking at pictures, and then eventually going to see and oh. empty apartments. I you love. You love empty. I love empty apartments because I. First of all, I love like layouts of like buildings and stuff. Mm. I love looking at that. This you know, it's very much like your love of maps. You know, I love geography. Yes. And <laughs> and so I just lo I love empty apartments because there's so much potential. Mm. And and then of course, like when you actually have to fulfill that potential, you're just like, oh fuck. But <laughs> but whatever. When there's so much potential and just the excitement of. 
a new place. And like, I love our apartment now and everything, but you know, it's you, fine. You get, you get used to a certain rhythm and everything and, and things feel like, Oh, I feel like this, getting a new apartment will just sort of jumpstart us into Absolutely. just like, no, let's, let's try new things. Let's get new furniture. Let's, let's, okay, I've got new furniture. Okay, I'll get, but that, this is me. This is <laughs> okay, me. Right. New furniture and, and new things and, and maybe new, who knows? New screenplays, new, <laughs> new wardrobe, yes. new everything. So yes. it's just sort of like kick, a kick in the butt of just yes. like new, fresh thing. I really want that one place I sent you that we're, we're going to be able to see on the 15th. Okay. I really want that one. The floors everywhere is fucking hardwood or linoleum. I don't care. Whatever it is. Fake hardwood or real <laughs> I hope hardwood. it's not linoleum. I don't care. If it's fake or real, I will take the hardwood-esque things that no, are on the hardwood, floor. Hardwood, yes. Lino- yes. Linoleum is very different. Oh, well, what is the fake uh, hardwood? I don't know, but it's not linoleum. Okay, well, it's L- Linoleum is like, is like bathroom floor. Oh, well, it's that would be better than our current fucking carpet, <laughs> which I fucking hate. Um, yes, I really want that one. The only downside, that one has a dishwasher. It has a steel fridge. It has steel appliances everywhere. The only downside is it's a one and a half bath versus a two bath and we've been spoiled with a two bath but we're we're gonna be paying so much more in this area now because we had a very good deal on this current apartment so i mean i could take a couple hundred dollars off. we'll be fine we'll be fine yeah yeah and it's the same neighborhood but like slightly different part of it so like you know it's slightly different oh i hope we get it oh sorry i can't get to it (laughs) i'm a little nervous though because like our ralph's will be different and i've been going to the same ralph's will it be that if we go to that one there's a ralph's um closer on wilshire yeah that ralph sucks oh no (laughs) it's only i mean go you can drive like a two minute drive but I'm used to walking around. Oh, bitch, I've never I've walked to Ralph's once and Ubered back. <laughs> and I was like, that walk was horrible. Um, so yeah, I'll still be driving to our old Ralph. So you will have a new Ralph. So good luck with that. Oh. Um, is it, maybe you want to talk more about the apartment? No, I'm just okay. excited. I'm new excited. fresh things, new, new beginnings. Yes, new beginnings. Um, well, this has been giving me life. I actually forgot. It should have been my giving me life for last week, but it is my giving me life for this week, uh, because I forgot it. But um, the queen of the world, Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. is uh, re-releasing "Merry Christmas" for the 25th anniversary. She has re-released this album several times. I bought every edition, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. but this is the re-release I am most excited about because she, right when the album came out, she performed uh, basically. basically Basically, the whole album at a church in New York called St. John the Divine. And I believe we only have a high quality recording, high quality film version of her joy to the world there. And she just sounds unbelievably excellent. Mm -hmm. And so the second disc of the re-released album is going to have the full St. John the Divine concert. We're going to hear her uh, All of Christmas is You. We're going to hear God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Like, just this is arguably one of I mean not arguably it's definitely one of her vocal primes maybe her vocal prime was the Merry Christmas era she is so strong but like still so she can still jump up to the head voice so easily the the you know, obviously the whistle registers everywhere but it's so powerful it's like borderline raspy it's like it's just wonderful like what a tone she has at that moment and I feel like we gotta hear the live performance all the way through of all of these songs for me to really enjoy it and how it. long is this album gonna be oh it's a two disc set oh it's two CD set so the first city is just going to be the regular album with God Rest You Merry Gentlemen uh, added to it, which if you don't have that version of the album, you've got to listen to that song on YouTube right now. It is all acapella, much like our acapella Mariah's. Uh, and it's just all a bunch of Mariah singing to you. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, and then the second disc is going to have a new intro version of um, like the Sugar Plum Fairy, which she does in her <laughs> whistle register, all of it, I think. Okay. There was a preview on her Instagram and then that live concert and then some remixes that I haven't have heard all before. But the point is... 
I feel like she's putting as much effort into getting All I Want for Christmas is You to go number one. Oh, yeah. All the videos are just like, is it Christmas yet? She's is like, it not Christmas yet? yet? Not yet. I'm Ugh. telling you, November 1st, it's all happening. <laughs> as Sheena would say, it's all happening. Oh, I will right. be I will be having it on loop on my Spotify. But you like, but wait YouTube. until wait until the last week of the Christmas because I think the the charting week ends I think Christmas Day or something mm-hmm. and so we're gonna get a full seven days of all of our Christmas is you. That's when you need to be looping the song. That's okay. when if it's going to go number one, that's when it will. And I just think Mariah having nineteen number that not being one of her number ones is truly preposterous. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Like it's yeah. it's at the, her, this point her signature song, her most known hit. And so yeah. we've got to all do our part and I'm I'm so glad there's going to be a re-release for the true fans of St. John the Divine. She and needs a number 1 this decade, so yes. she can have number 1s in all three decades. Yes. She not that we're naming years, but No, of course uh, not. No. Uh, we don't acknowledge years. She needs a number 1 of a song that's 25 years old. Not that we're naming years, but <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like and it would be the long the song that debuted between the time of its debut and its ascent to number one would obviously be the longest. <laughs> I guess it would be 25 years. <laughs> it would be a quarter of a century. And it's just like, I, I need that for her and for me and for all of us. And for the world. And for the and world. And for Jesus. Yes. You know, guys, do it for the baby Jesus. I mean, that song's pretty secular. <laughs> but yes, you know, I'm sure Jesus likes She's it. She's singing All I Want for Christmas is You is Jesus. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no. we could be interpreted that, that way. That's a stretch, but I believe it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to go to our, go to our main channel at youtube.com slash 2gaymats. Also, go to patreon.com slash 2gaymats for as little as $1 a video. You get a bonus video from us every single week. Um, do you have anything else to tell the people? That we love you all. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another 2gaymats podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.